Welcome to The Realist Uncensored, where we're bringing you real fucking issues, real fucking opinions. I'm Checkers, and over there, as always, is MJ. What's going on, guys? Yeah, what's going on, guys? Fucking get a new line. <laughs> I'm trying. There's nothing out there. They're all taken. <laughs> well, today's format of the show, because we have two formats to the show, would be the weeklis- weekly Realist Wrap-Up, where we take articles from the week and we wrap them up, as you'll see in today's show. Our yes, second sir. show is the Realist Unwrap, where we take a specific subject, and as the realist, we unwrap that subject. That's right. Okay. Going to be a man of many words today. I can tell man of many I, words. I can already tell. <laughs> and um, so th- those are the two formats. Um as we're talking to you, the listener, we are also recording for YouTube, so you can get over there and check that out. Yeah, don't forget Rumble. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> Rumble's running a day behind because the the accounts are synced together, but um, we'll, uh, you'll see us on Rumble. Right. Um, and while you're over at uh, YouTube, don't forget to subscribe to the show. And uh, what else? Uh, hit that notification bell so you know when we upload. Yeah, I thought you were going to say subscribe again. No, 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 no. All right. But make sure you subscribe, too. <laughs> Fucking idiot. All right. So, uh, other than that, I mean. How's your week been? Another week. Another week in the books. Yeah. Yeah, same here. Yeah. No. Not, Just, no nothing else to add? Nah, not really. Wow. Nothing special. But. All right. Well, let, let, let's get into the show, then. Sounds good. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) All right. My first article is from Fox News. GOP rep has bad news for White House following evidence of Hunter China correspondence. Just the beginning. And it just seems like this. This is like a fucking soap opera. And where is it from? Fox News. Oh, yeah. So it goes on. Is that is that a Donald Trump news outlet? Probably. Oh, okay. That's all right. You know, all we're right. we're we're labeled Trumpsters anyway. So, okay. Even though we've never said that on the on the podcast, in our social media, or anything, but whatever. Okay, just making sure. So it says Representative James Comer, uh, Republican of Kentucky, shared with Sunday Morning Futures host Maria Bartiromo the latest on the House's investigation into the Biden family's business dealings, including bank records of deals with business partners. Representative Comer warned of a bad news for the White House after evidence from Hunter Biden's laptop revealed a link connecting the Biden family to China. And I don't know, this this has to be, I don't know, the fourth or fifth article that I've done just on the Hunter Biden China fucking bullshit. And he's still just walking around free. Yeah, yeah, that's the, that's the, when you're up in the, the 1%, that's what happens. You don't, you don't really, you're not really held accountable and then they just keep doing worse shit, but why wouldn't you just say the one percent? Like it's uh, if you're part of the democratic party and, well, you're that's true. and you're pushing that agenda. That's true. Uh, representative Comer says, well, we know that when president, the president was vice president in the Obama administration, he made several trips to China. He brought his son and some of his, these associates with him. They met in different places with some of the people that the president claimed he never met with. 
So we know the president hasn't been truthful about his involvement when he was vice president. But from talking to former associates that were involved with Hunter Biden, we know the Biden family had agreed to help China do what was get it what to help China do was get their foot in the door. I don't know that that was written a little weird. Tripped me up a little bit. <laughs> um, and then Maria Bartiromo says there was something on the laptop that was also informative, where Hunter Biden is talking to a colleague, somebody who was representing the China partnership, right? James Comer says yes. There was a message that Hunter was very frustrated with one of these business partners in China. He had done every blanking thing they had ever they have had ever asked of him and of course this would have been when joe biden was vice president and he remained he reminded them that they had never done anything in return for him and then a few weeks later this three million dollar wire appears in the robinson walker account and the very next day they distributed the money to Hunter biden and the and at least two other family members and possibly three family members so there's evidence that the laptop shows that Hunter Biden was communicating with them and had interactions and done things for them while his father was vice president. And just like you just said, like, you know, he's just walking around free. Like, this is bullshit. They, they, have, the, they have the laptop right there. Mm-hmm. So they can convict him on those charges. So they can arrest him, and they don't have to worry about coming up with evidence to actually indict him. There you go. There it is. Throw him in jail, and then keep compiling more shit and keep throwing more charges at him. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's, no, he's just fucking making more money, sending it to Joe, fucking sleepy Joe Biden, and, uh, you know, still fucking making their money. It's fucking ridiculous. Well, it's, all, it's also the the rest, of, it's coming out to you that the rest of the family is uh, involved. I mean, it only makes sense. Yeah. That, that makes sense to me. Um, but James Comer goes on to say, this is very concerning. Again, the White House hasn't been truthful about this from day one. I don't know. I don't think the White House has ever dreamed we would ever get these bank records. I've got the bad news for the White House. This is just the beginning. We're going to get a lot more bank records, and they're going to have to continue to backpedal and come up with some type of reason why the Biden family received millions and millions of dollars from our adversaries. And I I like that. Um, but now that just makes me think, all right, what kind of, what sort of epidemic is going to be coming out? Or, you know, when, when is the actual World War III going to happen? Because it is going to happen. Well, they, they already started, um, some of the elites have already started a, a rollout or a practice for um, how to react to another uh, pandemic. Oh. The last time they did that, we were all locked down. Right. So something to think about. Well, it's not happening this time. I don't give a shit about masks. I don't give a shit about any of that shit. They're nope. not they're not coming fucking they're not gonna make me do shit. No. It's it's my fucking choice. That that was the whole thing. It was my choice to wear the mask. If everybody else is wearing the mask, you guys are protecting yourselves from me and me from you. So it doesn't matter if I'm wearing a mask or not. If you're wearing that mask and that's what you feel comfortable with or whatever, then that's it. Well, it's like, uh, did you just see that video that just came out of uh, Fauci going around um, D.C. with the mayor? No. And um, talking to unvaccinated people and pretty much got owned by um, one of the people they were talking to. No way. 
Like literally, oh. and, then, and then the stupid mayor goes to him because he's unvaccinated and he's giving off every reason why the vaccine is bullshit and how, you know, they, they come up with their own numbers and all this. And she goes, well, you know, you know, the only reason I'm here talking to you is because I'm vaccinated. So if you don't want to be vaccinated and save your life, but you know, she went on and I'm thinking to myself, like, that's great and everything, but if you're so worried about being vaccinated, then get vaccinated because once you're vaccinated, you're 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 safe. So why do you care if anybody's vaccinated? Right, exactly. And then, then that guy even came out and said, if you guys are trying to incentivize us to take the vaccine, there's a problem with that. Right. It's not like, you know, when they were trying to give out free cheeseburgers and, you know, <laughs> oh, you can get this amount of money if you take the vaccine. Like there's right. there's more to it. Yeah. It's not they're trying to save your life. No, no. Population control. Yeah. That's all that it is. That's that's it for that article. Okay. Good job. Good job today. <laughs> all right. We'll take it into my first article uh, from NBC News. What a TikTok ban will, uh, would mean for users. Sanity. M- M- uh, NBC News spoke... With uh, four people who have studied cybersecurity, national security, and technology policy who offered some ideas on how TikTok ban could work. Well, yeah, it, it would it would definitely work. It would people wouldn't be so fucking stupid. Okay. Well, do you want me to read the article or are we just gonna talk about your opinion on it? My opinion on it, because that's all that matters. Okay, because <laughs> that, that this isn't realist unwrap right now. So oh, okay. your opinion doesn't matter. Uh, <laughs> Damn. <laughs> the Biden administration has present, uh, presented Chinese company BitDance with an ultimatum. Sell your popular video sharing app, TikTok, or be banned nationwide. TikTok has not yet indicated it will sell, but has attempted to persuade U.S. officials that they can address security concerns and meet the level of proposed Scrutiny. TikTok CEO has argued a ban would not uh, address security concerns. Uh, What? How? (laughs) But what the ban would mean for consumers, is there any precedent for such a ban? NBC uh, NBC spoke to four people who studied uh, cybersecurity, national security, and uh, technology who offered some ideas about what the ban would mean. So how would the ban work? It's not clear how the U S would institute a ban. The white house house's best chance to do that would likely come from a bill introduced by bipartisan group of senators last week that has strong white house support while the senators behind the bill introduced it as a, as a, Way to potentially ban TikTok, it is clear clear exactly how this would happen. It isn't clear. Right. Um, It would give the security of commerce a uh, broader power to ban foreign technology in cases in which the U.S. believed it posed a national security threat. How that authority would be uh, wielded is... uh, is still up for debate. However, a spokesperson for the Commerce Department declined to discuss the details on how the agency is considering the power. Well, while this is going on, I did see something pop up that a lot of their tech companies are now exploring should they even be doing business with China now or how they should be doing business with China. 
because they don't want to get banned. Right. The easiest mechanism for the government to enforce a ban would be to prohibit the app stores from making TikTok available to download, said Daryl M. West, a senior fellow at the Brookings Institute Center of Technology Innovation. The app could lose functionality over time. If there's a ban, there would definitely be no more updates and software enhancements. And over time, it becomes harder to use uh, those apps, West said. The use of TikTok could also potentially be criminalized, resulting in fines, said Ahmad Gopper, professor of law at Boston University. This has been done in the past with other banned software that was flagged as national security threat. Though he said no such software has been as mainstream as TikTok. Ooh, wow. Well, could, could I still use TikTok? You could still use it. Well, we're going to find out. I don't need your opinion. Pause. Well, you know what? <laughs> That's it. <laughs> but, okay, what's your opinion? No, that, that, that they need to just take it off the fucking... Take it off the Play Store, the App Store. Yeah, but could you? The question was, could you still use it? Not fucking. Should they get rid of it? Yeah, you can still use it, obviously, because it's on your phone. But oh, oh okay, you're smart. Send, send send an update to all the phones. Yeah, and then that way they, it would take off fucking TikTok. Okay, well we'll 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 figure out what the answer is from the article. Oh, from the smart people in the article. Yeah, but, but everybody <laughs> heard MJ's response, so we'll 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 compare it. Watch. Okay. <laughs> Possibly an app store ban would leave the app intact on phones where it was already downloaded. No way. Wow. Theoretically, those apps would still be operational. The government, government cannot force people to remove the app, Wes said. There is uncertainty about what the app would look like for those grandfathered in. If existing users could log in and still access video sharing and browsing capabilities. But the U.S. could theoretically go farther than that by forcing internet providers to block the app. India is the largest country to have entirely banned TikTok, TikTok, having blocked dozens of mostly Chinese apps in 2020. Shortly following the ban, India's Department of Telecommunications ordered internet and wireless service providers to block the apps. TikTok was among them. Wow. I know. That's pretty good. I don't know. Soon after that, some TikTok users in India said the app no longer had any functionality. Oh, man. Man, you can't do the latest TikTok dance? Come on. All right. Has has the U.S. ever banned an app before? I can see them banning an app. I don't know. I've never heard of it myself. You'd be quicker with your responses. The U- Whoa. <laughs> the U.S. has never issued a blanket ban on an app. TikTok has been the subject of a variety of smaller restrictions. Many public universities have restricted access to the social media app from school-owned devices and campus Wi-Fi networks. And uh, state states have pro- prohibited government-issued devices from having the app downloaded. The U.S. did force the sale of an app. The Community of Foreign Inve- Investment in the United States, CFIUS, regularly reviews foreign-owned companies to determine if their businesses and transactions 
pose a threat to national security. Sorry for that lip smack. In 2019, <laughs> CFI US forced Chinese company to divest ownership of the dating app Grinder. <laughs> nice. Did you know while you were on there it was Chinese owned? Well, I was never on there. <laughs> <laughs> Grinder. <laughs> <laughs> Could I use a VPN to access TikTok? If the U.S. moves complete uh, to completely block the app, there's possibility that the use of VPN, virtual private network, could provide access to the app. Virtual private networks are services that allow users to redirect their internet connection through other networks. They're often used to get around certain types of internet censorship. There are virtual networks that allow people to get access to Western applications, Wes said. Americans could use the same to access TikTok. A ban would be difficult to enforce, he added, because there are always loopholes. Still, the government could target VPN access to make uh, make the ban effective. Officials could ban VPN use or compel VPN companies to have blacklist of sites that they will not permit the flow of traffic, traffic, um, golfer said other experts said that, well, while there could be workarounds to the ban, they may not be sustainable due to the popularity of the app. Wow. There really wouldn't be a uh, way to circumvent the ban. The market is too big, said Ellie Rostam, a public scientist and lecturer at John Hopkins School of Advanced International Studies. We're talking about a third of the US, United States population that uses TikTok. So? Well, you know, I, I got something to add to that after this, this nice. little thing. Would a ban mean my data is secure? No. If you're still if you're still using it, they can still access your phone. You done? <laughs> He's wanted to chime in. That was that's uh, yeah, what he had. Yeah, to say. yeah. It would not. The ban does not address the key problem that TikTok poses, which is a transfer of data. Rostam said there will be another company that that's owned by Chi by a Chinese company that can transfer the data. Other experts were in agreement. TikTok is just the tip of the iceberg, said James Lewis, a technology expert at the Center of Strategic and International Studies. Many products have Chinese software. That is correct because this country doesn't make anything on their own. No, they'd rather buy it. There are there are there are uh, some companies coming out that are just strictly American, made like from the ground up. Those are the companies you guys should be should be supporting. Oh, exactly. Beyond data privacy concerns with Chinese-owned companies, the U.S. has no overreaching federal data privacy law, and data brokers freely buy and sellers use seller ah, sell users data with very little oversight. And TikTok's access to user information is unique. Most smartphone apps harvest data 
from the user's phone. All right. So, you know, that, that, that was, that was a good article, but like, okay, let's bring it over to Newsmax. Newsmax. This, this article is about Donald Trump. No, this is a Washington Post poll. Okay. Washington Post is, um, that, that, that leans more democratic. Yeah. So over 40% support a TikTok ban. 40. In this country. 40%. That, that, that's a lot higher than I thought. Yeah, yeah, that's true. A recent Washington Post poll has shown that 41% of Americans support a ban on TikTok over concerns about the app's links to China. The poll also revealed that 71% of the respondents were concerned about the location of TikTok's parent company, BitDance, in China, with 36 of the respondents saying they were very concerned. However, the poll also highlighted sharp divisions between generations, political parties, and people who use the app. Those who didn't use the app in the past month mostly supported the ban, while those who use it daily opposed it. Well, that makes sense. Yeah. The poll also revealed concerns over the platform's impact to young users, with 72% saying it was likely to cause harm to teens' mental health. Correct. Correct. We, we talked about the overuse of um, cell phones in our uh, Realist Unwrap. Children shouldn't have cell phones. When was that? Uh, uh, that was... Not the pet, not this past one, but the yeah, the past one. The so one before that, so we don't have the video on. Do we have the video? No, that no. was before we started recording. So you can yep. go find that on our podcast directories and listen to that, and you'll hear some uh, some statistics and some information on uh, why your kid from zero to pretty much the teens should not be having a cell phone in front of their face. Exactly. However, TikTok has testified to Congress that it has not shared U.S. user data with Chinese government officials nor allowed them to influence its content and decisions, the TikTok CEO said. Of course not. <laughs> and, he, and he is due to appear um, in front of Congress on Thursday to defend those accusations. Nice. So, See how that goes. So that wraps it up for TikTok. So, um... Fucking TikTok. But that's that article was kind of stupid in the sense that, not that the article itself is stupid, but they were like, yes, we need to ban it. But which, they were, which they were, one? They, which one? The, the, the first one that you did. The, the, the one from the original. NBC, the one from NBC News? Yeah. Okay. Because they, they were like, yeah, we should ban TikTok. But then they're sitting back there saying, oh, it's too big. I don't think we can do it. Well, they're, well, that, um, those were people that were uh, just, they studied like different types of security, <clears throat> national security, cyber security, and they were given their opinion. They want to see a ban, but you know, like you said, and, and I think they're trying to say is they think it might be too big to actually make it happen. Because well, you can't tell, you can't, because we're all about, you know, freedom of speech and all that, you know, freedom, all these freedoms. So yeah, what, what are you going to do? You're going to have fucking agents knocking on your door and being like hey let me see your phone <laughs> no like what i said was you know ban you know they have to federally ban it so it's banned they take it off off the app stores so that way that you can't get the update you can't download it you know from brand new or whatever so after that point 
then you ha- you work with the major carriers and that you know acknowledge that that that's a ban and then have them put through an update that it's Kill, it's off it's off the kills the software it kills the software it's, yeah. it's not on the app store i mean yeah but like they said you can get around with it with a vpn and you know there, there there's the way technology is people are still going to be able to access it well yeah then, i think it'd be i think it would be too hard yeah but then but then like they said you know china's just going to release some some other uh app or form of software that you know people are going to become addicted to right that's true fuck i don't know I don't know. Basically, the only way to do it is to fucking not ha- not ha- not do it. Have ev- get everybody on fucking board by not using TikTok. You can't even get people to agree that there's two genders in this world, <laughs> and you want them to agree about fucking. That's fu- that's true. That's sad. That's that's really 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 fucking sad. But hey, did you know? Probably. No, I don't think you do. <laughs> Did you know Amazon has a shirt that says there's more than two genders? Really? Here's the kicker. They only sell it in men's sizes or female sizes. Well, what the fuck? I, if there's more than two genders. I ge- identify as a tree. Where's my fucking tree size? <laughs> the fuck? I'm just saying. Fucking Jeff Bezos. Piece of shit. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> On to my next article from Fox News. You know, I love Fox because they actually put out real shit. But anyways, <laughs> get this bitch over here. San Francisco supervisor Hillary Ronan begs for more police in her district after voting to defund police in 2020. Are you fucking serious right now? A San Francisco district supervisor is calling for more pol- policy... I mean, policing in the crime-ridden city despite advocating to defund the police in 2020. Hillary Ronan, a Democrat representative uh, that represents District 9 on the San Francisco Board of Supervisors during a budget and appropriations committee. What the fuck is that? Meeting on Wednesday, she made an impassioned plea to add more officers to the Mission District, which she represents. Ronan was attacking San Francisco's police chief for spending a large amount of overtime on an anti-retail theft program instead of uh, prioritizing police presence in her district. But yet she didn't want fucking, she she doesn't want police in 2020, but, you know, three years later she wants police. That's fucking. Well, yeah, that's one of those uh, democratic cities that's um, falling apart. And that just, I mean, right there. She's up there, and you should see her fucking face. She looks like an idiot. Fucking. <laughs> She's, you know, that's why you can't, tr- you literally can't trust most Democrats. And I'm not a Republican. I'm, I'm fucking, I'm for whoever sounds good and, and is, sounds like they're going to do right. So, but every time a Democrat comes up in any of these articles or in the news, they're lying, they're caught lying, or they're doing some other shitty shit. And you're you're appointed the one of the most prestigious fucking things in the in the country, and you, so you're supposed to be sending the presidents. Well, here here's one thing. I you know for this is for the listeners and this is for the people watching. If you guys want to leave in the comments and explain, because I know there's people. Maybe there's going to be people that don't agree with us, but if you don't agree with like the democratic cities being screwed up, please please give me an example and MJ an example of how they aren't because. 
crime is running rampant in these cities. And then when these people that are committing the crimes are being arrested, they're just being thrown back out onto the streets. And in these democratic cities, which are usually democratic states that have really strict firearm laws, yep. they're still able to get firearms. So, you know, you're How putting, you're putting all that? these regulations on law abiding citizens. Like we always said, but you know, crime and gun violence is running rampant in these democratic cities that are just shit. That's why people are leaving these states in record numbers. Right. So yeah, you can get back to your, uh, your article. I just oh, thanks. wanted to say that. Thanks. No problem. <laughs> so it goes on to say, I've been begging this department to give the mission what it deserves in terms of police presence all year long. Ronan said, I've had been, I have been told time and time and time and time again, there are no officers that we can send to mission. <laughs> a lot of times. Jesus. <laughs> time and time and time. Well, guess what, bitch? You didn't want fucking, you don't want cops at all. So there you go. Now fucking deal with it. What's what's the problem? You want to defund the police in 2020? A fucking, I don't know. Deal with it. Oh, Jesus Christ. It hurts. And I feel betrayed by the department. I feel betrayed by the mayor. I feel betrayed. Trade by the priorities of the city, the Democratic politician added. You know what? Everybody felt the same exact way for you when you made that statement of defunding the police. Like, fuck you. And if that's what you want, fucking deal with it. The speech contradicts her stance on policing in uh, 2020. After the George Floyd protests, Ronan tweeted that she believed strongly that San Francisco's police force needed to be reduced. I want to make it clear that I have believe that I believe strongly in defunding the police and reducing the number of officers on our force, Ronin wrote. For decades, we've had an imbalance in our city's budget with hundreds of millions of dollars going to SFPD to have them work, do work that they are not qualified to do. Okay, well, that, ah, that's great. That's great. Like, if, the, if that's true, then that, that doesn't mean you need to reduce the amount of fucking police officers. That means you need to hire... People more. that are educated in that yeah, that, more, sen- that yeah. sector. Yeah, like, more trained. Dude, we're fucking, we're, we're truck drivers. And here we are fucking seeing this more clearly than a fucking politician. Like, this is fucked. In 2020. They, well, they, this is why normal people like us need to start running for. Um, for office. Yeah. Yeah, because, definitely. Because these people that are um, getting. And, and if you see somebody that's not a politician running, you know. See what they're about before you fucking, uh, you know, start making them look like a fucking idiot on social media and all these these other platforms. You know, see what they're about before you start trashing them because most of the politicians we have right now are trash. Exactly. But they'll be the they they have the budget, they have the influence, they have the friends that are going to make you look like the biggest piece of shit. They, they and have George the, Soros. Yeah. <laughs> That's your friend, isn't it? Fuck right. <laughs> Goes on to say in 2020, Mayor... That guy, that guy needs to be fucking exiled from this country. Yeah, put him on an island with the rest of them. It'd be great. In 2020, Mayor London Breed redirected $120 million from law enforcement to fund other city initiatives. Crime in San Francisco continued to worsen with homicides increasing by 20% in 2020 compared to 2019. Homicides also increased 17% in 2021 compared to the previous year. By December 2021, Breed made an emergency request to the Board of Supervisors to add more funds to the city's police department. 
The San Francisco Police Department has struggled with lack of staffing over the, it, the past few years. In February, officers responded to a burglary more than 15 hours after the 911 call was made. 15 hours. I guess they got away with all their shit. <laughs> While the SFPD is short-staffed and our response times have been negatively impacted as a result, a response time of over 12 hours for a call of this nature falls far short of the department's and the public's expectations, Officer Robert Rueca said. And it's true. Yeah. That makes sense. You, you do need, and that's the whole thing is, Fuck that, whatever the budget is now. Your main concern needs to be law enforcement. That needs to be priority number one. Mm -hmm. And then you fucking go down from there. And maybe these politicians need to take a fucking pay cut. Well, they, they don't need to take a pay cut. They're, they're too busy getting uh, the money laundered in uh, Ukraine and all, all, all over the world. Because if you look at what a politician should be making, because it's public record, there's no way in hell you go in being fucking poor or regular, you have a regular income and then come out being a multimillionaire. Right, exactly. That's true. That's it for that one, though. Oh, okay. Sorry. Didn't know you are done. Stop talking about that. <laughs> okay, my next article is from Trending Politics. Oh. So th th this is Donald Trump said, no. Yeah. Um, it's, uh, oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. Fauci says Americans will be required to get booster shots every year for for foreseeable future. No. Fuck you. I ain't taking no fucking... Fuck that shit. No mask, no okay, fucking... So we, oh. we honestly need to do a um, thing with the listeners here oh uh, my God. in some shows. We'll, maybe we'll talk about this, but it's how many times you say that... No, fuck you, or <laughs> welcome to America. That's right. <laughs> so into this article, Dr. Anthony Fauci is back. Yeah, because didn't he retire? Yeah. So I don't, I don't know what the fuck he's doing. And he's warning Americans that COVID boosters will likely be required for the foreseeable future. Yeah, well, that, that leads to the question, Joe. And we'd like to answer... From you, Dr. Fauci, who you're the pride of Holy Cross College, ex-Boston uh, Globe writer Mike uh, Brantle said. Fucking last names. Yeah, they suck. <laughs> and I don't believe you were in medical school with Ted Cruz or Jim Jordan, but how, how many booster shots do you think we will be getting? There's no avail available now, but how long in the future will we be getting booster shots? He, uh... He uh, added, you know, you know, we don't, we don't uh, know definitely the answer to that, but it's likely that this thing is not going to disappear. It's not going to be eradicated and it's not going to be eliminated, he said. So it's going to be around, you know, for the foreseeable future. Yeah. Okay. When you, when you keep fucking modifying it so that way there it, it stays out there yeah yeah you're right so it is likely that we will require and uh require you know the shot likely at the same time as we get a flu vaccine at least once a year very similar to um what we do to keep updated on our immunity against influenza 
it is very likely to that a similar situation will be experiencing with COVID, namely getting the booster shot once a year, probably at the same time as you get the influenza shot. Well, I don't even fucking get the flu shot, so. No, I don't either. <laughs> um, the, only, the only people that are going to be doing this yearly are the people that are wearing the mask. When they're driving in their car by themselves? Yeah, and they've, they've done a study. The people that, wear, that, that are wearing the masks probably, they think they're ugly. <laughs> no, they don't think they're attractive without the mask on. So, you know, I guess they're doing everybody a favor. Yeah, good. Um, I mean, <laughs> cover up your dumb ass and fucking face. That's fine. A major study recently published at the journal of infectious diseases showed that the natural immunity, uh, or post-infection immunity was shown to provide 76% protection against COVID-19 associated hospital hospitalizations during the Omicron surge. Oh, yeah, I forgot there were different variants. <laughs> That's how long it's been. Jesus Christ. The, the researchers found that Moderna and, I mean, Moderna and Pfizer vaccines, both using the mRNA technology, provided just 39% protection for those without the prior infection. What? What? Wow. That's crazy. That is. So what's the booster adding? Five more percent because it de decreases over time? No, it's probably keeping it at that 36%. Natural immunity also lasted longer than, my, uh, than mRNA vaccine plus boosters, according to the study during the Omicron surge. Natural immunity protection against hospitalization was 74% for 150, day, 150 or more days after infection. Wow. Fuck these people. That's like that's like four and a half months. You're just you're just good to go. Right. If you've been infected. So you're better off being infected. You are. You're like gonna, we said, well, we you're, said that before. Yeah, well, if you're a healthy human being, it's not gonna do much to you. A primary vaccine series without prior infection provided just thirty-nine percent protection beyond 149 days. Hmm. This ain't looking good for uh, trying to convince people that don't have the shot to get the shot. Right. After you get the final shot. Their three doses initially provided 81% protection, but this faded to just 31% after 150 days following the last shot. And then you're going to have stupid fucks out there be like, well, this is why you need to continually get the booster. Every three months. Every three months <laughs> so that you're you're protected. Right. But then you see these people that get the fucking vaccine. They're fully boosted. They wear 25 masks, a face <laughs> shield, and then they end up with a uh, fucking COVID-19. According to current CDC data, and then they'll blame it on people like me and you. Oh, exactly. According to current CDC data, I'm not saying saying anything that, that we are, we aren't uh, vaccinated, but I'm not. According <laughs> to CDC data via the New York Times, about 34% of the U.S. population is currently boosted. That's cool. Feel bad for those people. There are approximately 27,442 COVID cases each day and 414 COVID-related deaths. So if you, you have COVID and 
you get into a motorcycle accident, you die. They're putting that down as a fucking COVID death. Right. Or if you know, you're walking down the street and you fall into a man, like uh, a fucking open manhole and you die there, they're going to blame it on fucking COVID. Of course. You need to keep the narrative. Fauci also discussed if his views on COVID origins had changed in the light of new reports from the Department of Energy and the Federal Bureau of Investigation supporting it as a lab leak. Uh-oh. Let's see what he has to say. Oh. Dr. Fauci, as you know, there are still questions that remain as, or, as the origin of COVID. The U.S. Department of Energy about two weeks ago put out an assessment saying that they have with low confidence that there's possibility that it has emerged from the lab right now. Where do you think COVID came from? He asked. Well, yeah. Well, first of all, we don't know. Fauci replied. <laughs> it's been, no, a, it's no, been, no, off, no, it's been it, four it, years, no, but you don't we, know where it came from. We, we all know you're oh, just, yeah. you're just trying to backpedal now. And I think that's where a lot of the accusations and confusing confusion about who says what we don't know the uh, definite answer of that. Well, see now that's fucking bullshit and everybody <clears throat> watching everybody listening fucking go back to what he said before, because he said it came from fucking bats. He did. Oh, but now we, now we don't know. Yeah. Obviously there are two possibilities th- that are being entertained. And I think we need to keep a complete open mind until we have a, have definite proof. However, having said that, if you look at the information, because something might be possible one or the other, that doesn't mean one or more probable than the other. So he, he's just, well, what, what are your two options? Right. You don't, you don't want to say you scared. Not Cause he doesn't know. <laughs> and if the, <laughs> and if you look, look, Historically, as well as information that has recently been published by a considerable large group of highly respected international evolutionary virologists, although it isn't definite, we, uh, oh, not we, they've published in a peer review literature. When you look at the epidemiology, I don't know. That's a big, that's a science word. (laughs) Epidemiologic, epidemiological or uh, virological uh, information from Wuhan. They will feel and have published this, that, that is more likely not definite, but more likely that it is a natural occurrence from an animal reservoir to a human he added <laughs> but, but, but 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 bats can't even fucking if if they have covid it's come up bats can't even fucking um exchange it to another bat so how is it going from bat to human jesus christ <laughs> and sorry for all you scientists didn't people into science that, that i butchered the fucking thing you know i'm a truck driver that's what it is exactly you can make fun of me i don't care I know I can't say the fucking word. (laughs) (laughs) Having said that, since it isn't definite, all all of us must keep a completely open mind that that it could be one or the other, Fauci went on. So rather than fighting about it, we should try and absolutely find out which it is. But in the meantime, do whatever you can to prevent either 
option from happening again. If it's a lab leak, make the lab much, much safer. Get good regulations about what you can do so that in the future, the possibility of this is diminished. If it is a natural evolution from an animal reservoir, take take a real look, good look at the animal human interface and the fact that animals from the wild are are bringing bringing and brought into uh, wet markets which exposes exposes them right to the human population. Well, that's great, but fucking it doesn't get it doesn't get passed that way. We can right now even without knowing definitely um what what the origin is, we can work on both of those possibilities, he said. The House's Select Subcommittee on the Coronavirus Pandemic members have uncovered evidence that Dr. Anthony Fauci, former director of National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases and the nation's top COVID authority, abused his influence to sway researchers away from the lab leak theory of the origin of sars COV2 misled Congress about his role in this investigation and indeed may have been principal author of a now infamous paper, um, The Origin of SARS-CoV-2. The House Select Subcommittee of the Coronavirus Pandemic on March 5th issued issued its findings that Dr. Fauci had inappropriately influenced COVID origin researchers. Um, And this, this, uh, this find these findings state the evidence available to the select subcommittee suggests that Dr. Anthony Fauci prompted Dr. Kristen Anderson, professor um, Scripps research to write a proximal origin and that the goal was to disprove the lab leak theory. Hmm. Yeah, I've seen those. I've seen those. Oh, I, have I, you? I haven't seen those, but I've seen, you know, Congress talking about them and, you know, be, him being put under fire about it. And when you push him, I fucking love it. He's like a he's like a little fucking chihuahua. He starts fucking barking back. He gets all pissed off. On August 18th, 2021, Scripps responded to then Committee on Oversight and Reform Ranking member... James Comer and then committee on the judiciary ranking uh, member, Jim Jordan's July 29th. Oh, July 29th, 2021 letter to Dr. Anderson in this letter scripts uh, um, asserts that Dr. Anderson objectively investigated the origins and that Dr. Anthony Fauci did not attempt to influence his work. Both statements do not appear to be supported by the, in, uh, by the available evidence. The select sub, uh, subcommittee on the coronavirus pandemic adds that the goal of the origin was to disprove the lab theory. This is based on statements by Dr. Kristen Anderson, the lead author. Our main work over the last couple of weeks has been focused on trying to disprove any type of lab theory. Anderson wrote in a February 8th, 2020 email. Wow. Um, it also reveals how the researchers believe that the natural evolution hypothesis rested on dubious assertions. Um, Dr. Uh, Dr. Fauci has agreed to testify before Congress on the COVID lab leak theory 
and other matters if called. Very dubious. <laughs> what kind of word is that? Well, that that uh, that wraps up that article. I mean, um, well, all I have to say is fuck Fauci. There we go. Fucking guy can't be trusted. So my next article is from CNN Politics. I know they had a little division of CNN like that, but there you go. Biden issues his first veto on retirement investment resolution. Well, when you spend all your time on Fox News, you wouldn't know that. That's true. That's true. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Trump was on Fox. Anyways, uh, so it goes on to say, President Joe Biden issued his first, the first veto of his presidency Monday on a resolution to overturn a retirement investment rule that allows managers of retirement funds to consider the impact of climate change and other environmental, social, and governance factors when picking investments. <laughs> Republican lawmakers led the push to pass the resolution through Congress, arguing, arguing the rule is woke is a woke policy that pushes a liberal agenda on Americans and will hurt retirees' bottom lines, while Democrats say it's not about ideology and will help investors. Really? That's bullshit. As everybody knows, they're trying to t- fucking take us down. They're trying to make us go from having three levels to two. The poor and the elite, that's it. Exactly. They're trying to get rid of the middle class. Yeah. They don't like middle. No. But goes on to say Republican lawmakers. Oh, no. I already read that. Sorry. <laughs> the resolution, which would uh, rescind a Department of Labor of Labor rule, passed both chambers of Congress with Democratic Senators Joe Manchin of West Virginia and John Tester of Montana voting with Republicans in the Senate. I just signed this veto because legislation passed by the Congress would put at risk the retirement savings of individuals across the country. They couldn't take into consideration investments that wouldn't be impacted by climate, impacted by overpaying executives, and that's why I decided to veto it. It makes sense to veto it. Biden said in a video posted to social media Monday afternoon. Biden is seen signing the veto in the video, taking taking the Oval Office earlier on Monday. And, you know, that, I don't know. It just, it's, it's fucking, it's, it's annoying to me that they can, they can just veto shit. But when it's it's something on the other end, ah, fucking, I want the veto to happen. <laughs> <laughs> the veto makes good on Biden's frequent promise to to veto legislation passed by the GOP-controlled House. He had, he he disagrees with. Even before Republicans took control of that chamber, Biden often mentioned his ability to nix their priorities. The good news is, I'll have a veto pen. He told. He told a group of donors in Chicago just days before November's midterm elections. (laughs) (laughs) I have a veto pen. (laughs) Do you have a a specific pen for that? Probably. It probably says says veto on it. Big letters because, you know, know, he'd get confused. (laughs) Opponents of the rule could try to override Biden's veto, but at this point it appears unlikely that they could get the two-thirds majority needed in chamber, in each chamber to do so. Biden's first presidential veto reflects the reality of a changed pol- political order in Washington with fuckface. Oh, no, sorry, I, I put that in there. 
with what Republicans now in control of the House after they won back the Chamber of Democrats in the 2022 midterm elections. And that's, that's the thing. This is why we need to reform the mm-hmm. whole fucking thing. Because it's all... It, nobody works together, and that's what they're supposed to do. It's, it's well, this is what I want to do, and if we have the majority, then, well, fuck you. We're not, basically, we're not going to listen to you. And it's, I don't know, it's fucked up. Um, previously, Democrats controlled both the House and the Senate. Now the president's party only has a majority in the Senate. Most legislation passed by the current GOP-controlled House will not be able to pass the Democratic-controlled Senate. But the resolution to overturn the investment rule only needed a simple majority to pass in the Senate. Rep- rep- uh, yeah. Republican <laughs> lawmakers advanced it under the Congressional Review Act, which allows Congress to, to roll back regulations from the executive branch without needing to clear the 60-vote threshold in the Senate that is necessary for most legislation. And, I don't know, they're supposed to be doing what's best for, for people, not what they, what they want. But it just that's fucking politics for you. Oh, yeah. That's the fucking Democratic Party for you. That's what you know, some of you guys fucking voted in. Yeah. So I don't want to hear you bitching about it. <laughs> <laughs> fucking you need I'm the type of person if you make a stupid decision, you need to you need to deal with the fucking consequences. You can't sit there and fucking bitch about it. Exactly. So that's gonna be it for that article. All right. Well we'll take it over to this article. This is uh from the New York Post. S V B S VB Silicon Valley Bank donated 73 million to Black Lives Matter movement, social justice causes. And you wonder why they fucking went out of business. Right. Not only that, did uh, SVB and Signature Bank also um, donated pri- primarily to Democrats in the past two election cycles. I don't know if you knew that. Oh, shit. No, I didn't know that. Anyway, you know, before this, before this, uh, this podcast, I pretty much stayed out of politics because... Yeah. You know, I, yeah, I agree with you. But that, that's a lot of the reason why uh, this country is the way it is, is because people don't voice their opinion. Right. Silicon Valley Bank, which it, which collapsed on Friday after a classical... Ah, oh, classical. <laughs> after, after a classic bank run, donated more than $73 million to groups related to the Black Lives Matter movement online record show. A database from the conservative Claremont Institute shows the bank donated around 73450000 to the BML movement and other social justice-related causes. As first reported by the Federalist, the now um, uh, defraudulent bank um, pledged in the summer of 2020 when the nation was gripped by racial unrest after the police custody death of George Floyd to increase its commitment to diversity uh, equipment and inclusion. D-E-I in the workplace. Three letters. Yeah. Well, no, that, that that's a big thing right now is the D-E-I, you know. It, it, they the DEI want in the workplace. So the, instead of hiring people that um, are qualified for the position, they want to meet their quotas. So we got this many white people, we got this many black people, Hispanic people, Asian people, men, women, gays, lesbians, trans. That it's it's all about numbers. They're not hiring the most, you know, yeah, that, qualified that's, person. That's actually been going on for a while. 
Yeah, no, it has. But instead of, instead of fucking worrying about, Oh, you know, what race you are, how, how about we go back to you who, Hey, you, you have the best qualifications. Yeah. Cause that, I, I wanted to, yeah. I wanted to be a police officer. Um, I think I was like 24, 25 and I was talking with a sergeant and I was like, Oh, you know, you know, what to, what to do to prepare for the, the test and everything like that. And he goes, I'm not going to tell you not to do it, but I'm going to tell you that you're probably not going to get, get in like your pass, but you're not going to, they're not going to accept you because you're a white male. Yeah. We've, we've already hit that quota. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> a report from August, 2020 highlighted the fact that around two thirds of the bank's workforce met the diversity criteria. Another report that year toted SVB's achievements in supporting minorities. Again, this company went woke, and that's why they're broke. Exactly. In an introductory, introductory letter to the report, CEO Greg Becker said SVB toted employee matching programs that focused on pandemic response, social justice, sustainability, and supporting women, black, and Latinx emerging talent and other unrepresented groups. Other. <laughs> Fox Business uh, has reached out to BLM for a comment. Some figures on the right have tried to draw a connection between Silicon uh, Valley Bank's so-called woke priorities and its in, uh, inevitable demise. Representative James Cormer, Republican of Kentucky on Sunday, argued that Silicon Valley was one of the most woke banks in its quest for the ESG type policy and investing. And the higher your ESG score is the more money you get for investing. Environmental, um, social, and governments, that's what ESG stands for, refers to non-financial standards used to asset asset managers and investors in financial decision-making. Like I said, this could be a trend and there are consequences for bad democratic policy, Comer said during a a segment on Fox News Sunday morning features. Um, The left, meanwhile, has pointed to President Donald Trump's signing of the Economic Growth Regulation Relief and the Consumer Protection Act, which rolled back key regulations put in place after the 2008 financial crisis. Former U.S. Rep. Barney Frank, Democrat from Mass, served on the board of Signature Bank. Hmm. Hmm. Connection. Which (laughs) Which was shut down in connection with SVB's collapse. He said that 2018 regulatory change played no role in either bank's issues. Other critics have pointed to many red flags surrounding the bank, including rapid growth since the COVID-19 pandemic. It's it's unusually high level of uninsured deposits and its many investments in long-term government bonds and mortgage-backed securities, which tumbled in value as interest rates rose. The Associated Press continued to report. So, you know, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not surprised that, uh, you know, it's coming out where they were donating their money. Right. Actually, that, that, it, it almost points to the fact that, like what you said in a previous podcast, is because, when, when the government is done with you, they're, they're basically just going to fucking kick you to the curb. 
because they were they were fully well, they were heavily invested in government shit. Well, no, here's the thing. So they they donated the money to BLM. Yeah. What did BLM do with the money? Because all those cities that you went through and you rioted and did all this shit in, they look worse than fucking before you guys went through. Well, they had to pay for the people to do that. Well, they did. Yeah, they did. And then it's coming out that they were pocketing the fucking money. Yeah. Shocker. Wow. (laughs) Just another government-backed thing. Fucking, when they're done with you, fucking kick you to the curb. Nice. Your turn. My turn. Are you done? No. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Mine, uh, my next article is from Fox News. Perfumante. Is this your last one or? It is my last one. Okay. Well, you know, tell people. Okay, this is my last article for, for today okay. <laughs> from job. Fox News. Performante for, for performing double mis- oh. uh, mastectomy on her 13, at 13, intentional fraud. And this, this just goes along with what we've been saying for, for a while. Uh, detransitioned teenager Layla Jane is suing Perfer, uh, Permanente Medical Group and Kaiser Foundation Hospitals the medical providers who performed a double mastectomy on her when she was just 13 years old after the beginning after beginning to identify as transgender 2 years before okay so she was 11 she was 11 identifying as transgender like, mm. and then at 13 fucking get uh, 13 gets fucking a, a, a surgery life altering surgery like fucking the guy whoever whoever actually did that or the group that act, that did that they need to be fucking shot in the back in in the in the head, like fuck them. Um, now eighteen years old, Jane is accusing the hospital system of quote intentional fraud and concealment end quote involving her transgender transition, alleging the doctors pushed her into the procedure and characterized her gender transition as the only way to treat her pre-existing mental health problems. Mental health problems. At 11, 12, 13. You know what that's fucking called? Life. Hormones. Life. Everybody fucking goes through that. What the fuck? No, just fucking do some surgery. You'll be all set. No. Here we go. She goes, I don't think I should have been allowed to change my sex before I was legally able to have sex. Jane told Fox News. Fox News' Laura Ingram last Thursday. I don't think I'm better off for the experience, and I think transitioning just completely added fuel to the fire. That was my pre-existing condition. And that's exactly what we've been mm-hmm. saying. It, it's not going to fix anything, and, you know, for the, for, for the short, short time that even if you trans, transition, I mean, not even transition, you just identify as something else, you're, you're trading one set of problems for another set of problems. Well, later on in life, because if you do if you do the transition while you're in school, you become this this amazing brave person, you right? Know, and become super popular. Yeah, and then watch in two three years when this isn't you know the trending thing to do on fucking TikTok and everything else, everybody's gonna be like, yeah, okay, so yeah. <laughs> Goes on to say, Jane said she previously struggled with mental health, including suicidal ideation before deciding to transition going into adolescence. Her attorney, Harmeet Dillon, alleged Jane's caregivers failed to administer the necessary mental health treatments before performing the double mastectomy and never informed her that 80 
to 90% of teenagers to transition desist from doing so. Informed consent was missing here, Dylan said during the segment. It is impossible for a child to give informed consent. It is impossible for parents who are not fully informed and with a child that was not properly treated cannot also give that consent. No, I, I think that they need to be brought up on fucking charges for allowing their, their kid to get that surgery done. Yeah. Yeah, I mean... That's why there's laws being passed that so you can't do this shit anymore. It needs to be a federal law. Fuck the states. Like, it needs yeah. to be fucking federal, and then every state needs to follow in line with that. But, you know, that if every 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 kid has mental mental health issues, I know I had some sort of mental health issues. Some are worse than others. I understand that. But you need to push through it, work through it, and then it's not, you know, well, fucking, well, fuck it. I'm just going to become a woman because, you know, I don't like how, who I am right now. You know what I mean? It doesn't make any sense. You need to treat the fucking, their, their, the mental health first. And that should be, like, with weight loss. There's more fucking restrictions with weight loss, with the, the, the weight loss surgery. Mm-hmm. You have to lose a certain amount of pounds, you know, over a course of time before the doctors will perform the surgery. Over here... They're just like, yeah, fucking walk in. All right, right, hold on. Fucking (laughs) chop them up. Let's go. (laughs) Like that, that's sick. And if I, if I was a doctor, like, I I don't understand how these doctors are actually performing these fucking surgeries. I can't understand it. And so this is all just money. Yeah, but still Jesus Christ. Like, I don't know. You need to, you need to be in some fucking dark place to, to knowingly perform stupid Stupid-ass surgeries like this on fucking kids. Uh, goes on to say, Jane's lawsuit, according to the reports from The Blaze, alleged doctors warned her of an increased risk of suicide if she failed to transition to male, adding that they gave her parents a binary option of living with a quote-unquote live son or suffering the consequences of having a dead daughter. <laughs> That's fucked up. I don't even know. She also stated that she suffers from a a plethora of issues, including body dysmorphia, anxiety, depression, pubertal struggles, according to a letter from her attorneys. Jane's uh, lawsuit noted a series of health struggles brought on by the permanent irreversible mutilation, including inability to to breastfeed, including... I mean, increased likelihood of an inability to conceive and endo, endocrine problems. And that, that's right there. Like, that, that's, that's what they want to push with their agenda, though. Yeah, they, they, they want they, that, that pushes the depopulation because they're starting this with the young kids, so they're not going to be able to reproduce. But you want to know something like what you just said, all the problems she's having? They don't want to get that out into the open when they're um, trying to push these kids to have these transitional surgeries they don't tell them like hey you're you're gonna you're gonna be fucked up when you when you get older right so it goes on to say uh dylan who who also represents detransitioner chloe cole alleged the lines used by doctors at kaiser permanente must be scripted since the the same live son or dead daughter binary was allegedly used in both instances. So that says right there that that fucking Kaiser Permanente place is fucking 
evil fucking oh my god i don't even know i'm 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 glad we're not anywhere near there <laughs> cuz honestly i was given no information about rates or distances or anything like that really the surgery and the treatments were kind of pushed as the only way forward and uh goes on to say dylan said uh Jane's breast cannot be reconstructed, slamming the push for gender-affirming care as experimentation on America's children. And that's exactly what everybody needs to know. They need to, they need to fucking let that sink in, that when you get these transitional things, you can't go back. No. You're permanently changed for the rest yeah. of your fucking life. Exactly. So that's it for that article. I could go on for fucking hours on that. <laughs> Okay, my last article is from NPR. Why car prices are still high and why they are unlikely to fall anytime soon. Because it's fucked. No. It's rigged. No, there's more. (laughs) It has been nearly three years since auto plants around the world started to shut down because of the pandemic. Yet yet between the pandemic and accurate, um, the acute shortage of semiconductors, other supply chain snarls, vehicle production has nearly has never really returned to normal. And prices, oh boy, um, both new and used prices have uh, have stopped skyrocketing. In fact, both dipped slightly in February. What a hundred bucks, right? But the average new vehicle transaction price is still 48,763 according to Kelly Blue Book. Before the pandemic, the average new vehicle sold for $37,876. At an auto show this year, uh Noah and India uh Grapish of Laura MD uh were Looking at a new, we're looking at new SUVs, which they liked, but an $86,000 price tag for a Chevy Suburban. Well, it looks nice India said, but no, the used car market doesn't provide much relief either. Retail used vehicle prices now average at 26,500. And after falling last year, closely watched wholesale prices, a key indicator of where markets are headed are actually rising again. Why are prices remaining stubbornly high? Here are a few reasons. Supply chain woes are still reverberating. The semiconductor shortage has gotten much better since 2021, but has gone away, but hasn't gone away entirely. And other people and other supply chain snarls continue to periodically disrupt output because of these supply chain problems the global automotive industry has produced millions fewer million fewer vehicle millions of fewer vehicles than it would have otherwise the supply of new vehicles is starting to improve but those millions of missing vehicles are still gone lower supply means higher prices it's basic economics mj fuck that Okay. Fuck your economics. It's not my economics. I'm <laughs> not you. Reading the article. Not you, the writer of the article. Which cars are being made? Not the cheap ones. Mm-mm. Not those V6 Camaros. That's, that's an abomination. <laughs> when automakers when auto can't make these make as many vehicles as they would like, they prioritize the profitable one, profitable ones. Cheap ones get the boot. 
Consider what happened to Nissan, which continued to struggle in the supply chain issues throughout 2022. In response, they cut production of one of the cheapest cars, the Nissan Versa, by 78%. Nissan also reduced sales of two other cheap models, the Sentra and the Kicks. Bigger, slightly more expensive vehicles like the Altima and the Pathfinder, Nissan boosted production of those. It wasn't uh, because of lack of buyers on the cheap end, says Judy Wheeler. Nissan US's vice pre- yeah. Nissan's U.S. Vice President for Sales and Regional Operation. In the last month, we have seen a search increase for the Nissan, uh, Nissan Versa, Sentra, and Kicks, indicating a growing interest in, in this segment among consumers, uh, she told NPR in an email. She said Nissan intends to build more of those entry-level vehicles when the supply chain permits. It's not just Nissan across the board. Automakers have been focusing on bigger, more luxurious, more expensive vehicles, and the ones they make also tend to be packed with extra features that bump up the prices even more. Yep. Yep. Fewer cars and higher prices are very profitable. The shift in the market has been remarkable. Automakers are are in no hurry to reverse course. Consider just how big the change has been. Cox Automotive crunched the numbers and found that from December 2017 to December 2022, sales of new cars under 25,000, which are affordable by new car standards, dropped 78% and went from almost 13% of the total vehicle sales to just under 4%. Wow. Yeah. Sales of new cars over $60,000, meanwhile, skyrocketed. Those vehicles costing more than the annual income of an average American went from 8% of the auto market to 25% of the sales. Because those $60,000 vehicles are significantly more profitable than the $25,000 ones, these... Uh, this shift is very, very lucrative for car companies, and they're especially focused on fat margins instead of big volumes because they're investing heavily in new electric vehicles, the EVs. The pricing environment that we're in right now has been very good, very r- robust. General Motors Chief Financial Officer Paul Jacobson told investors on earnings call last year, And running uh, the business for cash flow is critical to help our fund, our journey in the EV transformation. Yesterday's new cars are today's used cars. Three years ago, when production lines started to slow, it affected both the new and used car markets immediately. Fewer new cars sent uh, new uh, new prices up. That, in turn, pushed many shoppers to go to the used car market. And more shoppers in the used car market pushed the price up, too. But the new car woes also had had a delayed effect on the used car market because new cars obviously became used cars after some time. So all those top-of-the-line cars that were made in 2021 and now some very, uh, and are now some very nice two-year-old cars, which means... Even in the used car market, the high end of the market is booming. Meanwhile, because automakers cut production on of cheap, non uh, 
no frill sedans, people are looking for the cheaper late model used cars are now out of luck. Yeah, exactly. They're being there. You're basically, if you're, if you need to get a car, then you're, you're forced to spend more money than, than you would want to. If you just, if you didn't need all the, all the extras. Yeah. We are firmly in the teeth of an extremely tight used vehicle market in that it's directly a function of what has happened over the past three years, says Jonathan Smoke, chief economist of Cox Automotive. Lonnie Smith, president of the nonprofit On the Road Lending Works to help working families get affordable loans for decent used cars, preferably those still under warranty. Typically, we're looking for vehicles that are Two to four years old, less than 60,000 miles, a modest type vehicle, he says. Those um, have gotten so hard to find lately on the road. Uh, road got licensed to be an auto dealer so it could buy vehicles at auction. The fewer cars that fit the bill on the dealer's lots were getting snapped up immediately. Yeah, fucking can't even go to auctions and find cars. And the average loan for these cars which was 13,000 10 years ago has written risen to 24,000. Hmm, don't you know? Uh-huh. Because well, well that's the just the price of a modest used car in America these days. But there is some hope EV prices could come down. No one cares. No, that doesn't help. <laughs> <laughs> Does not help at all. As as the chip short chip shortage eases, automakers say they want to make more vehicles for people who can't afford top-of-the-line full-size SUVs but don't expect a tsunami of $15,000 cars. We're not really expecting to see, you know, the re, re, uh, this reinsurgence of inexpensive gasoline-powered vehicles, says Ed Kem, chief analyst of Auto Pacific. Really, where the industry is going is putting in a lot of effort to get more affordable plug-in vehicles out of the marketplace. In fact... Led by Tesla's aggressive price cuts, electric vehicle prices are dropping. According to the latest Kelly Blue Book data, they're down 7.5% year over year, and that's before federal tax credits, including four-use vehicles. But they're daunting challenges, especially around charging infrastructure before many car buyers will purchase an EV, and prices have a long way to fall before they're truly affordable. Investor Investors were recently disappointed when Tesla, which has long promised a cheaper vehicle, did not unveil one. So cheaper vehicles are on the way, but many of them will be powered by batteries and they'll take a long time to get here. Fuck that. I'm not being fucking, I don't, I don't mind the EVs, but this, this is just, uh, you know, another way to, to push the fucking EV market. Yeah, and the people that have EVs, they already have them. Yeah, well, fucking, I don't know. I don't really know the the issue with with the used car market and all that shit. Like that chip shortage thing, that that fucking that's gone. All that all that bullshit. There's no fucking chip shortage anymore. There's none of that bullshit. And now we have the automakers forcing people to overspend. To get it, to get a new vehicle if they if they needed to, and that that's the other thing. We live in fucking America. We we shouldn't we shouldn't be doing that. We shouldn't be fucking forced to overspend if we don't want if we don't want to do that. If we want those things, 
then we should be able to get it. If we don't want it, then fucking buy something that that doesn't have it. That you know those those extras. So yeah, I fucking I don't know. Anything else, Ad? No, sir. All right, that's gonna wrap up today's show. And if you're listening for the first time on one of the podcast directories or it's your seventh time fucking hit that subscribe button. So you get the automatic downloads and for the people watching us on YouTube, hit that subscribe button and uh, the notification bell. So, you know, when we're dropping new videos or shorts and on rumble, give us a subscription there. If you're watching us over there, um, while you're doing all that, you can head over to Instagram and Twitter and follow us at checkers underscore and underscore MJ. We are also on truth at the realist, uh, at truth at the underscore realist underscore uncensored. And for the people listening, not watching, cause you've already found us. We are on YouTube and rumble at the realist uncensored. That is one word. Just type it in the search bar. You'll find us and you'll see our picture that is uh, pretty much used across all platforms. And if you have anything else you want to say to us and you want to look professional, you can send us an email at the realist uncensored at gmail.com. You can send us an article, you can send us comments, you can send us show ideas that maybe you'd like to hear us talk about. And also, you can be looking for episodes dropping weekly, Wednesday and Friday. And um, I don't know, maybe maybe be on the lookout for another episode. I don't know, we've been talking about it, so be on the lookout for that. You know, check, check, uh, check to see if you got a new download. Maybe, exactly. Maybe at the beginning of the week. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that, that's gonna, that's gonna wrap it up. Also, MJ, great job matching your shirt and your hat today. Of course. Of course. I got it for the viewers. (laughs) 